I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to another episode, another awesome episode because we already know it's going to be awesome before it starts of the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and sitting next to me is Matt. Hello. So another awesome episode implies we've had an awesome episode. All of our episodes are awesome. Thank you very much. Is that scientifically proven? It is by me. (laughs) It's scientifically proven by me. Excellent. Peer reviewed by me. Whoa. That's serious business. (laughs) Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the fear of the unknown. Yes. So Courtney and I have... Well, anyone, anyone that's been on a weight loss journey will relate to this. You don't know what's going to happen. Chances are you've thought about what you might look like, what your life might be like, what your career might be like, your relationships, your body, your performance, your health. Uh, and It's kind of hard to see the future, isn't it? Yes. So the issue, I mean, it's normal to wonder about the unknown and to wonder about the future and go, what will my life be like if A, B and C happens? For a lot of people, there is a, a pretty, pretty big inbuilt fear that comes with this, where the focus is on the potential negatives. So where I just said things like, what would my life be like? What would my career be like? A lot of people will say things to themselves like, will my friends judge me? Mm. Will my significant other still find me attractive or will they think I've changed? Will my, um, will my career take a turn for the worse? Mm. There's also, it can go a bit deeper where I've spoken to clients of mine over the years that at the start of their journey where they've got quite a lot of weight to lose are talking to me about, oh, what if I need to have surgery for things like excess skin? Mm. So I guess you could almost say this episode of the show is really a discussion about the whatabouts, the yeah buts. Which there are a lot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there are. There are. Quite a lot. But I think in, in... the scope of this show it's just a discussion about the unknown things or unknown things that relate to certain factors that will change as a result of weight loss and a transformation so what's the hit list here so obviously there's what will i look like Mm. what will i see in the mirror how will i look in these in these items of clothing or whatever it then goes to career. What will my career be like? Will people at my workplace judge me or question me or think I'm, I'm different in a negative way? Same with a partner or a significant other. Will they still love me? Will they still think I'm attractive? 
What about stretch marks? How do I hide them? Will I need surgery? Because of all this alleged excess skin that I might have. Courtney, can you think of others? They're like really, I think, the big ones that I remember hearing as well. Um, I think there's, you know, what about the, you know, um, oh, what if I can't sustain it? What if I go backwards? There's always the what if I fail? That's fantastic. Yep. In this case, what if I succeed? So, you what know. What if I succeed? What happens? There's, there's always, yeah, the other side of things, which comes with, you know, what if I succeed comes with what if I fail? You know, what if I do really well and then go backwards? How embarrassing would that be? You know, what a failure I would be. And yeah, so I think it just depends what side of the coin you, you, you approach it. I think there's not a lot of people that I can think of that have ever not told me that at one point or another about a what if. But I think it just depends which way your your mind is approaching it. It could be from the side of, you know, the fear of success side or it could be from the fear of failure side. Well, I think with this one, we will touch on it on the, the fear of success side because this is mostly a discussion about what happens if I do this. Yeah, exactly. What are the negatives that will happen? Mm. And I think... Starting to unpack this, just what I just said there alone, what happens if I do this, says a lot about, I think, a person's mindset. Yeah. Where they're worried about the things that will still go wrong when something actually goes right. Yeah, was it that comfort zone thing again? You know, like the comfort zone of things always seeming to go wrong, but there's a certain level of comfort in that. There's a certain level of comfort in being this, you know, un unhappy with themselves well it's normal after a while isn't it well i guess that comes to what we've been talking about um just recently in previous episodes about being in sort of like a bit of a bubble which becomes your new normal Mm. and if that unhappiness is now your normal then i that's where i assume the fear of then what if you actually aren't unhappy with yourself and what if you actually succeed at things what is that what that that sort of emotion can be really scary for a lot of people all right so let's i think we start with this one with some personal anecdotes Mm. because both both courtney and i can speak to this from different different sides of the coin yeah. So, Courtney, could you give some background on the sort of mindset you had when you first decided to change about what your future might be or what the unknown was that was in front of you? Um, how did you address any issues? But can you also just give some detail on the things that you used to wonder about versus how your life is now when you first started? Yeah, well, I think for myself, I've always approached things, when when you say, Matt, we approach things a little bit differently in this way, I would say that the fear of the unknowns that I've ever had have been the fear of the failure side of things. So when we're talking about fear of success and we're talking about fear of, you know, what if the people around me judge me? What if I succeed at this? What if people at work treat me differently? You know, all these sort of things come, come into play for a lot of people that 
wasn't my experience because my experience around being unhappy with the way that I looked, wanting to make a change was for this that specific reason was that I wanted to see what I would be like when I changed. There was, for me, there was no fear of changing. That was actually my goal to change and to be better and to feel better and for people to treat me differently and for me to look differently and feel different and be more confident. And if everything else changed around me, I didn't care. Um, so that's sort of where I went into it from the mindset of that, is, that was my goal. So it wasn't a fear. It was actually the reason why I wanted to lose weight in the first place. Was to see what would change. To see what would change. All right, so... Can you give a snapshot of where your life is now versus when you first started with with weight loss? Oh, well, it's completely completely changed my whole life. Like in the last, what, five years. How? I, I was unhappy. I was overweight. I didn't know how to properly exercise. I didn't know where to start. I was confused with the whole health and fitness industry. I didn't know what really I should be doing in terms of my eating I was unhappy because I had been in this sort of half relationship that wasn't really a relationship where I wanted more and he didn't want more. And I was finding myself not willing to put up with that anymore. And I wanted to go out and meet people and meet a guy and go on a date like a young woman in her early 20s would do. But I didn't have the confidence to do that. So I wanted to change little did I know that would turn into me meeting you Matt I'm sorry about that things didn't go so well did they <laughs> you're now stuck with this and now you know fast forward I'm now married to you I have so much more knowledge in terms of the health and fitness industry than I ever thought possible what about career changes career changes you know, I used to work in hospitality and now I work in the health and fitness industry. Like I would have never in a million years thought that that's where my, that's where my career was headed. Well, living conditions. Living, well, I was living at home with my parents five years ago and now I own my own house. So. I just rent it. Well, you just stay over. I have a spare room. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's so different. Like my literally my entire lifestyle has changed. So, yeah. What about um? Do you ever have um any issues with being judged negatively, friends or family? Ah, uh, yes, but I guess not to the point where a lot of other people experience it. It was, it was there, but it was never really in your face. It was just a little undertone current, you know. Every so often you would hear something. And a lot of the time, though, for me, I find that the, the times that they were said, it was never meant to be hurtful. It was more meant to be a joke or something like that. Um, it, it impacted my, my friendships, though, because back in the day, I never went out like... You know, when when you finish high school, a lot of the time you go out and you stay in touch with all your high school friends because you're all going out together and, you know, you go clubbing and that sort of thing. I never went clubbing. I never felt comfortable going clubbing. I never wanted to do it. I never had the confidence to go out like that. And I just didn't. So 
I lost track with a lot of, you know, I lost touch with a lot of my high school friends. I didn't have a big network of friends. Um, my friends tended to be just really the people that I worked with. Um, but I, don't, I, don't, I never really found a massive judgment to my face anyway of the way that I looked. But that, I think, Matt, is a little bit different to the way that you have experienced this issue. Yeah, so you, from the outset, were like, well, I'm doing this because I don't like where I am and let's go see what happens. Mm. Um, I eventually came around to something similar to that, but after a while. So I was, I guess, like a lot of people where you do wonder about what your life could be like. Mm. You know, what, what could I look like in the mirror? What, what sort of career prospects could I have? Uh, relationships um, in terms of just, you know, with females, with friends, with family, with myself deep down when you think about it because a big part of this process is how you see and feel about yourself. Mm. And I would always wonder because I spent so many years convincing myself I would amount to nothing. And it's funny how your actions tend to um, reflect what you tell yourself. Yeah. Funny how that works. <laughs> uh, so I, I did have those, those concerns for quite some time where it was just like, well, you know, I'm always going to be fat, so why am I even doing this? Yeah. Uh, and then after, after I had my, my real big snap moment, also known as a meltdown, uh, also known as a light bulb moment, I did start to think differently. Mm. Where I gave myself sort of permission to think about what the future could be. And to be fair, I could never imagine what it is now. No. So I'll get to that contrast in a bit. Um, but, you know, I couldn't imagine what I looked like or, you know, would I ever get married? Where would I live? What would I do? who would I hang around with or whatever. So I think I was in that situation where I couldn't see it and that's normal because I don't think you can unless you know, you know, unless you know exactly what you're aiming for across the board. And for a lot of people, or at least for me in my case, it was just a case of what I was was not good. So I was going to, in my mind, I was going to keep pushing forward and keep pushing the envelope in every aspect of my life um, to see what would happen because the sort of um, the way I rationalized it with myself was however my life goes, it can't be worse than the way it is. However, however I end up looking or feeling can't be worse than the way I currently look or feel or feel about myself. So I sort of convince myself to agree to the to the fact that I'll take the unknown over the known because the known was fucking shit mm. and I hated it and I hated myself so let's go and push on forward and see what happens and just cross all those bridges when you get to it yeah and lo and behold years later here I am talking about this on a weight loss podcast. Which you knew probably never thought you would have. Um, everything that my life is now, 
not once went through my head. Like, and how could it as well? Mm. In terms of, you know, you're going to live in a different part of the country. You're going to be married to a very good looking woman. Ah, who is she? <laughs> Modest. That's, that's not who I married. Um, you're going to be married to a, you know, a beautiful young woman. You're going to live in a, ha- a really nice house together in a different part of the country. You're going to have your own gym. You're going to have your own online transformation program, your own podcast. The fuck? Yeah. How the fuck does this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Like it, and, and then, I mean, so that's, I guess you could say, is kind of the, the material side of things. But then you look at the, the mental changes that came with it. Like I could never picture myself as being someone that would have the balls to do whatever the fuck I felt like. Yeah. Where now, like, nothing really scares me. I do I do question some things. I do have my doubts from time to time, but they don't stop me. Mm. If I see something, I'm going for it. You know? Yeah. Where that sort of mindset when I was younger was just impossible. Yeah. Because the first thing I would think of is, oh, nah, because what if? Mm. Yeah, but. You know, the yeah, buts can be pretty powerful, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, but what if this goes wrong? So I I chose to stop thinking about the things that would go wrong and start daring to imagine the things that could go right and then just taking it as it comes and enjoying the, enjoying the process and enjoying the journey. Because not for me, for both of us, it's not done yet. There's more to come. Mm. Um, but so far, diving into the unknown with the thought process of it can't be worse than way, the way things currently are has worked out pretty damn well. Yeah, and I think it's a really good way to go about thinking about this. So if you're someone who does suffer from this problem, I think Matt's way of dealing with it can be really helpful but I just want to touch on just before you go more in depth, Matt, on what you know strategies that people can use to to overcome this. I think that it's really important also to just be open minded about these fears when they come up because, as someone I guess like me, where you suffer from not necessarily the fear of success but the fear of failure, you think about it. If you sat there logically, I mean, I don't think about it this way because I've heard and seen it happen so many times with my clients, but I've, I can understand how other people struggle with the concept if they're not the ones going through it. So if you hear someone say, oh, well, how can you fear succeeding at something? How can you fear being good at something? How can you fear looking better? How can you fear, or how could you think that your partner or your significant other wouldn't love you if you looked better? You know, how can you fear people treating you differently because you look better? That, you know, for for a lot of people, that's just like, wow, how can someone think that? That would be awesome. I want that. You know, wouldn't you want that? You know, why are you doing all this work? But just like like a lot of fears, to some people, they're irrational. But when you're going through it, it's not irrational. It makes total sense to you. Just like to a lot of people, my fear of failure is irrational. And they think, how could you fear failure? Like, just do it and see. And if it doesn't work, who cares? 
Like that's some people's attitudes. That unfortunately is not my attitude. So I think that with this, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but do you think that this topic of fearing success has a little bit of stigma around it where people just don't get it? In what way? That they think that they think, how could you fear success? How could you fear of succeeding at something? Like, isn't that what you work for? That's what you want. Well, it might depend on who you ask. Um, I see it as a perfectly reasonable train of thought just because if, if you're concerned about, you know, how will I be seen in the eyes of those closest to me? Well, this, this goes back to, to th- you know, something we've touched on in our support network episode of the show. Uh, a lot of people out there are surrounded by God-fucking-lawful support networks. Yes. Um, yes. So, you know, the, uh, there's a thing I call DPS, dud partner syndrome, <laughs> which unfortunately does, uh, for those, if, if you haven't heard before, I, I call it dud partner syndrome, where you're trying to, to better yourself and you're with a partner who's holding you back, mm. either intentionally or unintentionally, has the same effect. Um and even after you speak to them, the, the circle still is going round and round and round. Uh, I call that dud partner syndrome because the person closest to you is the one that should be really helping you the most. Uh, so there's a lot of people there that do suffer from dud partner syndrome. Um, and there are a lot of people that just have shitty support networks. So friends and family members, co-workers, etc., they'll make the snide comments. Oh, you're eating that again. Oh, you're having your protein shakes. Oh, you're going to the gym. You're obsessed. Just these stupid, dumbass, snide remarks Mm. that to someone that hasn't quite developed a pretty strong mental fortitude, that can have have an impact. Yes. Now, I do think most of us will know someone or someones who have gone through this or currently go through this. I do. I've seen it with clients. What, the dud partner syndrome or the what ifs? Let's, oh, the the support. Just the shitty support support in general. And I think knowing that that is actually out there, I think can can sort of play a role in the mindset with this. I agree. And probably the misunderstanding of what, what the fear is in the first place. I think sometimes it can get lost if the support network's not there to help. Well, put it this way, it's hard, it's hard to build positive habits and build the positive frame of mind that comes with those habits if you're constantly exposed to negative talk. Yeah. And negative influences. It, it takes what's already hard and makes it incredibly difficult, if not impossible. Mm. So to me, um, I, you know, I maybe you might call me a fence sitter here, but I see, I see the rationale in both the fear of success and the fear of failure when it comes to this both make complete sense because they often yeah. will depend on where the person is coming from. I They both make complete sense to me as well. So I don't think it's a fence sitter. I think that we've just had the ability to be able to see both sides. And I don't necessarily think that everybody stops to see both sides of it. Well, n- neither are wrong and neither are right. Mm. Um, in this case, In this case, obviously we're talking more about the, the the cost of success, mm. shall we say? Now, look, I will say um, I have paid some prices with the cost of success um, in terms of uh, lost friendships over the years. And you know what? I'd do it again every single friggin' time. Well, on that then, let's get 
stuck into because you're right we are really trying to emphasize the fear of success and the what ifs around the fear of success yep. so as you spoke about matt it's you could talk about the what ifs forever you could bring up so many based around success what if this what if that what if what if what if what if what if, what if, what if? you could actually drive yourself crazy with anxiety thinking about the what ifs so if this is somebody who's struggling with that then what what would your advice be in dealing with it? Well, I can. The, the best advice I could give comes from personal experience. I do think you need to ask yourself, am I unhappy enough with the way things are to take the risk on what I can't see? So for me, the answer was, oh, hell yes, because I was just flat out miserable. So if you're you know, really unhappy with where you are, then I, I would always recommend, you know, aligning yourself. And this is, I, I think it's actually, I'll take a step, step back. I think it does start with the support network, mm. surrounding yourself with people that are going to lift you up and encourage you to do the things that you want to do. So I think you start by talking about it yep. with trusted people and just putting, I'd say putting the fears out there. Mm. Like, hey, I really want to achieve X, but I'm really afraid that there might be a bit of um, a bit of a blowback on this one where A, B, and C happens, and I, I don't like that, or I don't want that. Mm. I'd start by having the chat. Um, so in this case, let's let's use the significant other part of the discussion where someone might be concerned that their significant other is going to what get jealous, um, think differently of them, talk about it. Yeah. Um, it, it, this bridge needs to be crossed sooner or later. Mm. I would recommend crossing it early. I think a lot of a lot of um, as well a lot of recommendations around um, fears say that you you know the best way uh, to start dealing with them is to confront them. Funny how that works. Hmm. Uh, so that's also why Courtney and I, whenever we are working with, with a new client, we will always ask them early on, you know, what does your partner think of this? Yeah. Because that discussion needs to be had. Mm. Because quite often um, a really impressive transformation and a fantastic weight loss journey does not affect just one person. It affects multiple people, quite often a family. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so... You know, I always encourage uh, that open communication takes place, yep. including the discussion of the year buts. Uh, I also think on top of that, then the internal discussion has to take place where you've got to make the choice of is, is it worth the risk? Uh, is the unknown worth the risk? Of, you know, I'm going to take steps forward into, I don't know, I don't know what, you know, as I said before, career, relationships, friendships, blah, 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 blah. You don't know what that's going to look like, but surely it can't be worse than where you are now. Yeah, because realistically, if you, if you think about it, you don't know where you're going to be in years to come being miserable, unhappy in the spot you are now. Prob probably the same spot. Same spot or worse. So you don't really know where your future is leading in your day-to-day -day life now as it is. Well, I will argue that if 
you're going to say to yourself, well, look, I don't like who I am. I don't like what I see in the mirror. I don't like the way I feel. I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed, etc., etc. But I'm going to stay this way. You can probably take a pretty good guess as to what the outcome will be down the track. Yes. The same thing, but probably worse, because as you get older... It gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> exactly. So realistically, though, you still don't know for certain whether it's going to stay the same or it's going to get worse. So the way that I feel about it is just what you said, Matt. You don't know in terms of if you make a change, if it means that much to you and you make the change, you don't know it's going to be worse. It could be better. Yep. So I think that there that tends to get overlooked because the fear is so strong. But you really, we really don't know day to day what our future holds anyway. As you said, Matt, if you asked me five years ago what my future would hold, I certainly would never have said this. Oh, well, I mean, so that's, that's both you're the us, same. Yeah, exactly. And it's just worked out for us. It's worked out for the better. So... Well, look at it this way. Um, I'll now talk as Matt, the trainer... Uh, having worked with quite a lot of people over the years, I'm yet to work with anyone who has regretted their decision to change. Mm. I've worked with plenty of people that have been fearful of you know the 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 what is and the yeah buts, understandable. Um, but anyone that's actually seen it through, no one's come and told me, oh, you know what. I wish I didn't drop those six dress sizes. Yeah. I wish I didn't drop 40, 50, 60 kilos. No one says that. No. You know, despite no transformation occurs without having to negotiate some pretty rough waters from time to time. That's just the way it goes. But no one regrets it. Um, speaking now personally, I don't regret it. I said earlier that, you know, I've paid a couple of prices along the way. Yeah, I have. Um, but I'd pay them again every single time. Like, you know, there's people in my life that I, I do miss, but not as I don't miss them as much as I would have been unhappy staying the way things used to be. Mm. Because I wasn't good to be around. I didn't like what I was. So would I do it again? Hell fucking yeah. Mm. Because it's, it's taken me to places and introduced me to people that I would never have had a chance to meet or, or places I never would have had, had a chance to go to. Or career change where now, like, I would never have guessed that my actual calling in, in my career was to help others when for so long I couldn't help myself. Yeah, good point. You know, like, you, how the, you can't fucking guess that. And I think as well, I think at the end of the day, I think worrying about, you know, if I lose a lot of weight and I've got excess skin, I have to get surgery or worrying about stretch marks or any of these things. There's always certain amount of solutions to a lot of problems, but I think you'd underestimate, I think for a lot of us, we underestimate how good we're going to feel about ourselves when we reach that point, because there's obviously a long way in the, in the future, and it's very hard to visualize. When you've been overweight for so long, it's very hard to visualize yourself not as you are. You sort of have, you forget what you ever looked like not overweight. So it's really hard to visualize what you're going to look like. So then it's really hard to say, you know what, when I look like that, I'm not going to give a shit that I've got stretch marks or I'm not going to give a shit that I might have a little bit of excess skin. You know what I mean? Go so, and find out. 
the exactly you think about it and you think you know this means so much to me that I'm willing to just go and find out and then I'll deal with it when I get there yeah because also then you'll find that any any potential negatives regardless of what they may be that may come up from a successful transformation you're going to be better equipped at dealing with them yes because take it from me and I'm pretty sure Courtney you can vouch for this from your perspective Nothing you do in your life will be as hard as changing yourself. 100%. You're the hardest thing you'll ever do and the hardest thing you'll ever work on. So anything that comes up after that is not going to feel like as big a mountain as the one you've already climbed up. Yes. That, that's also a big reason why I'm relatively fearless with a lot of things and will just do it regardless and not, not afraid to be a bit of a risk taker. Because how could anything I do now be as difficult as what I had to do to get here? Yeah. Would you say it's the same for you? 100%. I'm probably not quite as fearless as you are, but... No, you're not. <laughs> um, but you're, we balance each other out. Absolutely. But I think that I definitely have more of a sense of, you know, when I really stop to think about it, my first idea might not be, I'll oh, just be fearless, just do it and see what happens and deal with, you know, the outcome when the outcome's there. I may not, that may not be my first feeling and my first thought, but when I actually stop to think about it, that is what I end up thinking about. That's what the conclusion generally always is. So, you know, whichever way you go around it, Matt, you just tend to be more of a person who just doesn't have to think about it. You're just like, boom, straight away. It's just not, fuck it, do it. Well, as far as I know, you only live once. So you got to follow your heart, don't you, really? Yeah, and I think, you know, this is where as well you bring it back to being a little bit selfish. Oh, well. I, I, yes. And also say to yourself, you know what? I'm worth the risk. Yeah, and I think for a lot of us, it's really hard to be that little bit of a selfish person now when that, it comes to you. That's a podcast topic yes. we have to tackle <laughs> yes. very soon. So this sort of then relates to that as well because often I think with the fear of success, we worry about everybody else around us a lot. So we're worrying that our significant other might be upset about something or mm. may not like us anymore. We worry about the people at work and how they're going to feel about how you know how I'm changing. Who gives a fuck? Like people at work, who cares? Like, it's about the only time, like, you would go home thinking about the people at work. Like, you would never think about that. So, these are just the certain times where we need to, again, force ourselves to be a little bit more selfish. And like you said, Matt, think about this one life that we're leading and are we leading it to the best of our ability? And if you feel passionately that you are not leading it to the best of your ability and that you are unhappy and that you need to make a change, then... That should become number one focus, not worrying about what everyone else does, not worrying about what the future holds, because you got to get there first. Mm. Sometimes I think as well, the fear of the destination becomes so overpowering that we lose track of the fact that we've actually still got to get there. And there's also the part that something that, that Courtney and I have learned, and you, you, you only learn this through doing it, is that the destination actually always changes. 100%. It's, it's not what you think it is. No. Because as you start to get that taste of success, what do you want? More. More. So I'm, I know for me, I'm so far beyond what I thought was my original destination. It's, it's 
insane. And this is where the evil cycle with this these sort of fears can continue because if you're so focused on that outcome and the fearing of that outcome, then one you know one or two things then can happen. Uh, one, you actually sabotage your progress because you're not focusing on what you need to get there. You're just focusing on how much it's going to affect your life once you get there. So you're losing focus on the, the strategy that you're taking along the way and it can really derail your progress. The other thing is you just hit the nail on the head, Matt. Once you get there and you realize, oh, I actually like the way that I look. I actually don't mind this and I, I don't have as much skin as I thought I might or I don't have as many stretch marks as I thought I might and my husband or my partner loves me still and this is all great. And then you're going to set yourself new goals because, yes, once we reach goals, we always want to reach more and we always want to do something else or improve something else. And then you're just going to do the whole cycle again. Then you're just going to convince yourself again that something negative is going to happen once you succeed in the next goal and the whole thing just snowballs from there again. And something I've noticed is that from my personal experience, um, during my whole sort of journey to date, the biggest effect it's had on people around me is actually being one of inspiration. Mm. And I've seen that with my clients and I've seen that with with you, Courtney, where you actually uplift the people around you. Um, so I know for me, it would be a 99.8% success rate in terms of actually have inspired other people. The point, the point two that have held it against me will fuck off. Mm. That's that's yeah. irrelevant to me now. You know, but the biggest effect you actually have on people, and you won't learn this till you do it, is that you actually inspire them and you lift them up. Yep. Um, so I think really this sort of podcast, it's kind of just a YOLO podcast, isn't it? This I was actually just thinking YOLO, YOLO, to be honest with like you. Straight up YOLO. I was just thinking YOLO. And I think the biggest takeaway that I want... What's YOLO mean? You only live once. Worth saying just in case. Yeah, you only live once. So I think the biggest takeaway as well from this is that if you have this fear, you are not abnormal. It is very common to have this fear. Highly common. Very common. You do have to work on it now though. You can't just sit sit on it and think that it's just going to go away. Nah, bring it out and talk about it. You do have to work on it. Otherwise it can snowball and get worse. We'll hold you back. And I think that you really have to start to develop a sense of YOLO. Matt, as I said, <laughs> don't put so much pressure on yourself to have that, that idea of YOLO as soon as something comes up. Matt does, but I don't. And that's fine because I just take a little bit more time to come around. I just am someone has to think about it first. And that's okay because I'm still coming to the same outcome. We just approach it differently. So there's not one size fits all. You don't have to just think of a fear and all of a sudden you're telling yourself that it's fine, doesn't matter and you're moving on. So just focus on what you can put in place to work on this for you. But always try to be thinking about the fact that you're not focusing on the destination first. You're focusing on the process. You're worrying about how you're going to think and you're going to feel and you're going to look once you get there. 
And you just got to remember, like, as you said, Matt, that the, the, the 1% of people in your life that may have an issue with it, if it, those are the sort of people that if it wasn't this issue that they were going to have a problem with, it was eventually going to be something else. Because mm. if you haven't got those, if they're not willing to be supportive people around you, then they were going to crack it about something else in the future anyway. Mm. So you may as well get rid of them now. Ooh, very good. A hardline stance. I just don't. I just feel it's unnecessary. Oh, I agree completely. If you don't want to help someone or be helpful towards them, yeah, piss off. Well, don't be part of their life. Yep. Like it's just such a waste of time. Get the fuck out. Anyway, that's what I think. You, um, my takeaways are from this topic. Anyway. Well, I think you've nailed it. Uh, on that note, let's wrap it up and call it a show. Cool. Good job out of you. Good job out of you. you Hope about- this has helped. <laughs> Thank you for, if you're still listening, thank you for staying through. It's really awkward if you got through this far and you thought that was shit and it did oh, not they, help me. What, what a pair of fuckwits these two are. <laughs> Might be endearing. Anyway. That's where, a wrap. Matt, where can people send through their questions? Uh, yes. Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com is where you can email us with, well, you're welcome to tell me how good the show is and tell Courtney how much she ruins it. You're more than welcome to tell me that because... I kind of feel it's funny sometimes. <laughs> yep. All right. Cool. So have a good one and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com. Podcast.com.